Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast number 77. 77. Mm-hmm. In heaven, 77. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you auditioning for the Bee Gees? Oh, oh, was that too soon? While I'm holding, while I'm holding one of my ears. <laughs> God. Uh... That might have been a little. That might have been a little uncalled for. I mean, the guy just died today. So no, com- comedy should be free. <laughs> comedy should be free. It should be free. I mean, once you say you can't make fun of one dead dude, then where's the line drawn? You know what I mean? That that's true. That's true. I mean, comedy should be free. Yeah. <laughs> not free. Not free as in you know. They shouldn't pay for it. I'm just saying free as in, you know, free free to do what it wants to do. To power onto itself. <laughs> to be as offensive as it wants to be. That's right. Because <laughs> another man's offense is another man's pleasure. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> it's kind of awkward now. Yeah, now, now, now it's like, hmm, how do we move on from that? Mm-hmm. Speaking of free, actually, and the free is not having to pay for anything. Uh, <laughs> old man dude picked up a stray puppy. You see any fucking rabies. <laughs> Dog's cute though. I mean, it's not very old. It's like literally, um, a, a, a literally a puppy. And uh, you know, walking down, we're both walking down the street and see this little dog running like close to the street, but kind of jerking back. And it's like it was just like I was like, going, oh god, this is gonna be bad if it darts out into the street. You know, I always feel bad for like those little those little dogs. They don't know better. And uh Well they'll so, learn when they get out on that street. Jeez. <laughs> oh, That's right. But uh old man dude went and uh went and uh got her, brought her home and dog is so energetic. I'm just like, Oh my god, this guy is this this uh it's actually a she and uh so we were trying to figure out what should we name her. So we named her River. Nice. Yeah. I thought I got well we have Rose, so why not we name her a River? And, uh, damn, that dog is just spasmatic, man. 
just it's it's like weird. Any dog. Yeah, like any dog, but this it's just it's funny as hell too, because like the minute you come through the door, is like bouncing up and down, always wanting to lick your face. I'm just what like, kind of dog is it? Um, it it reminds me of one of those like uh you know those uh, Scottish terriers, mm-hmm. but it's um like a uh, like a dirty blonde. So, oh, right but, uh, but yeah, it's funny how you like it, <laughs> but it's got that little Scottish, like it, it's funny because you know, the little Scottish, like they always seem to have that little goatee, you know, but because it's, it's kind of a dirty blonde, she looks almost like Colonel Sanders. I call it a little Colonel Sanders goatee. Yeah. Again, just how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like my chin. <laughs> All over my body. <laughs> <laughs> with peanut butter no uh, what the fuck <laughs> now it got weird <laughs> I just don't want peanut butter on my fried chicken dude don't knock it till you try it oh jeez <laughs> uh, so derby some changes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I felt like spelling it all fucked up oh my God. derby some changes up in this piece <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as he said, <laughs> there be some changes up in this right. piece. Uh, starting next week, we're gonna kind of uh, tweak the podcast a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna what are we doing? Oh, for new for new releases, we're gonna have an article. I think on Sunday we haven't really worked out the exact day. Um, that lists all the new releases, and then on the podcast we're just gonna tell you about the ones we give a shit about. Because <laughs> it's our podcast, right? <laughs> and also, it's it's be- the new releases have has become just us listing things off and not really talking about anything. Kind of become its own beast, right there. We could literally yeah. have a podcast just on that stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're gonna kind of tailor some of the stuff down a little bit. You know, maybe bring in the time or keep the same amount of time and just us bullshitting more. Who knows? <laughs> and you know what? That's really what you want to hear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because bullshits. Oh, speaking of which, speak, oh. <laughs> speaking of bullshits, no, what uh, the fuck? No, because when you said it, because you know, people that's what people want to hear. Uh, I had on our Facebook page. If you like our Facebook page, you can now stream our podcast on our Facebook page. Nice. Uh, Lipson actually released an app which is installed on this. So when you go into our Facebook page, if you haven't liked us, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. If you have liked us, good job. Now, underneath the banner picture, there you'll see uh, Lazy Geeks Podcast. You'll see our logo right there. You click on that, give the permission, and it'll take you to our uh, podcast playlist. And you can just stream it right there. No download, nothing. You can go, And then you can go ahead and continue in the, your search in the darkest corners of the internet. Nice. Yeah. So You know, most of you always have a fucking Facebook tab open. <laughs> yeah. You know. God damn it. Like, let's be honest. With that little notification, bling, when you get that check. Bling, bling, uh, bling, bling. Shit. <laughs> or if you have it linked, on, if you have Messenger on your phone, you hear that double blink. You can't get away from Facebook now, I, man. I know, seriously. Ex- unless you're buying you. stock for it. Oh. oh. That's that's actually more that's more too soon um, than the Bee Gees comment. <laughs> That was more offensive. Oh, my God. It, what, 28 cents it raised? I was like, oh, my God. What I know. I like when they go public. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. It just stays flat. That's almost worse than dipping. I know. If you just 
just nothing. No movement. Nobody gives a fuck. That's what that means. You've affected nothing. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, wow. You know, and, and it's funny, too, because, like, I think it was TechCrunch did a really cool article. And uh, they said that, you know, originally it was supposed to be released at $25 a share. That seems fair, right? You know, mm-hmm. 25 bucks a share. But, you know, all the banks that got involved, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, uh, all the banks that basically led to the whole financial breakdown were the ones that jacked up the price to $38 a share. I haven't learned their lesson. Mm-mm. And, uh, yeah, that was like good. I go, oh, man, all those people that bought <laughs> and only raised up 28 cents. Yeah, that must have been, uh, that must have been a good day. Uh, I was like, oh, man, that was so funny. I actually started laughing when I heard that. I was like, well, I, go, bitches, dude. I guess their stock fails more than their uh, Facebook app, mobile app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> their, their mobile app sucks balls, dude. Yeah, they, if there was a stock in the mobile app, it'd be like negative 22. <laughs> you'd be owing people money and shit. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be paying me some cash. It's fucking... <laughs> that mobile app sucks. Half the time I click on it, it just loads and loads and loads. I'm connected to damn thing. I'm connected to my Wi-Fi and it says right? connection. I'm like, really? <laughs> I got my phone hardlined and shit. <laughs> Doesn't even work. I got a T1 plugged right into my motherfucking phone. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. I got a satellite dish hanging off my phone <laughs> with some HughesNet. <laughs> HughesNet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your problem since that's yeah. painfully slow. <laughs> Anything worse than dial up? Yep. <laughs> HughesNet. Well, HughesNet's download as fast as their upload that sucks. Oh, wow. That's horrible. It's like you're downloading stuff left and right, but as soon as you type a word, it's like, <laughs> it's like wow, it's download. Oh, this, this <laughs> two gig file is going to take only six hours to download. Yeah. Then all, yeah. Su- then all of a sudden, oh, Google search this uh, this person. Loading. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think it's time we get into some news. Yeah. All right. So first off, <laughs> if you guys like uh, Justice League International, apparently you're one of the few, because <laughs> it looks like DC's going to be cutting off that title of the snip snip. Yeah, Justice League 50, uh, Justice League International will have its final issue with number 12, which is uh, which is basically the one year mark since the universe reboot, according to the source. There is no official word as to why it's being canceled, but the story will be com- um, completed this coming August. Uh, last week, DC announced that the Justice League International Annual One will follow some of the threads that were left untouched from issue 12. The series is set to end that feature the the funeral of Rocket De- Ro- Rocket Red, in which quote several members resigned from the team. There hasn't been any word if they will rebrand the series or if they will replace it with something else. However, Comic Book Resources feels that the timing of the of a new issue one would be awkward shortly after the second wave. I'm not so certain I agree with that assumption. You're dealing with the one year mark of the new 52 during September. They will feature a bunch of issue zeros. But we think that a year one mark would be a perfect time to introduce some new content. Not every title is a winner, and since comic companies are cutting off low-selling comics early, it would be this could be the start of something. I say, um, I say, expect more comic endings by the year one mark. 
I say it's always a good time for a fucking new issue one. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know? I mean, it does. Just because they, you know, I mean, it's there's going to be a time where they're just not going to like have, okay, the new the next wave. They just happen to have, okay, well, a bunch of these comics suck. Let's let's do this whole new thing, Earth Two. You exactly. Know? It's like, come on. Big fucking exactly. Speaking of, nah, not really. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of fucking exactly. Yeah. RuneScape is an extremely popular browser-based MMO that many have either tried or are still playing, or have tried and fucking swore off. Um, developer Jagex is getting its biggest update for the game ready as we speak. The latest update, titled The Evolution of Combat, will completely redesign the combat system in the game to give players a more immersive experience. Lead designer Mark Oglevy said Jack I always read people's <laughs> names all slow. Um said Jagex Jagex has listened to what customers say um oh. that they want and and what they want and have delivered a more fluid experience. Do they not Is learn it, anything from Mass Effect? <laughs> I know. It's impossible to downplay the significance of this update, said Ogilvy. A rework of the combat system has been the most requested update from our community, and thousands of man-hours have gone into developing a more fluid, interactive, and tactical combat system. The evolution of combat update will fundamentally change the way people play and view RuneScape forever. A closed beta will start on June 26th, with registrations opening on June 1st. So, honestly, though, the game, RuneScape's okay. The reason I couldn't play it was the combat system. Yeah, it's very slow. Um, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, you think you're hitting things and you're not. Like it's just really silly, you know. So if they if they redesign it, then right on. But um, if they redesign it, and it sucks. Then you know. Yeah. Then it sucks. <laughs> then it sucks and nobody cares. Yeah, you know? man. Uh, talking about something that sucks though. Verizon Wireless. It seems uh, <laughs> it seems Verizon Wireless. I like <laughs> it seems all other attempts to get Verizon customers to pay more for their service are going to have to pay through the nose this coming summer. Uh, while many people's contracts that contain 3G service will be forced to upgrade to a 4G tiered plan, this will affect every Verizon customer, including people that will have been grandfathered into the unlimited data plan. Speaking to J.P. Morgan Technology Media and Telecom Conference Wednesday, Verizon Communications CFO Fran Schwammo. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like he's selling something on TV. Yeah, it sounds like that dude, you know, like, you know, oh, the Germans always make good cars, you know, <laughs> always make good things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, told investors the company's 3G unlimited data plan uh, customers were allowed to hang on to last year when Verizon switched to the tiered offering will soon go away entirely. Instead, the company will migrate its existing and new 4G LTE customers to their new, quote, data share plan, end quote. They are playing. They are marking the passage of the unlimited 3G plan as a share plan that will have accounts share data plans across multiple devices, much like family sharing plans with voice calls and text messaging. The idea is that people will buy a 4G phone as well as an iPad can have a 4G service on a shared plan rather than buying a separate data plan for both devices, which could get expensive. 
many knew that this date would come. AT&T is working on their own version of the shared data plan, but have yet to release it. Currently, Verizon is offering their 2-gig data plan with an extra 2 gigs for free. This could change the market uh, for a lot of people, as many have stayed with carriers to keep their unlimited data plans. This could give customers the better option to leave their current carriers for others like Sprint, which still have which still offers unlimited data. There is no details as to what the plan will look like, but Verizon is planning to release the upgrade by midsummer. So if your contract is up for renewal, you may want to upgrade now before it becomes mandatory. At least you can it'll give you two years until you decide whether to stay with Verizon or but no one is sure how long Sprint will be able to keep their unlimited data plan. Yeah, unlimited data plans are basically going out the window. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they said, oh yeah, you can you can grandfather, but you know they were they're just losing too much money on it. I think the only way you're going to get an unlimited data plan is with a prepaid phone, and then it's going to suck. Yeah, and even then, yeah, you know, how long is that going to go? Because they still throttle you on prepaid phones. Oh yeah, after I mean, a certain amount. Well, I mean, what was it? T-Mobile still doesn't T-Mobile have prepaid? I mean, I'm yeah. free, uh, unlimited, but they throttle you at two gigs. So, but they don't make any qualms about it. They tell you, "Yeah, we're throttling you." <laughs> well, fuck you then, T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah, T-Mobile's in your face about it. Yeah, <laughs> they send that. They send that hot model chick over on that motorcycle. Oh man, when she put on that suit, oof, <laughs> that made me want to go to T-Mobile just for that. If she came with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that horsing around. Um, <laughs> you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss the days? Enough of that six... horseplay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need to ask you a serious question, though. Mm-hmm. Do you miss the days of 16-bit graphics? You know you do. I, I kind of do. Right? Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis? Uh, yeah. If you don't, then you're too young to remember. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis defined a generation, and some of their games are still considered some of the greatest games ever created. Legend of Zelda! <laughs> uh Link to the past. Sydney-based <laughs> Sydney based, um, Flat Earth Games wants to bring those days back and has announced their goal to bring back the design philosophies from the 1990s. Developer, co- developer co-founder Rohan and uh, Lei, I guess his name's Lee. How do you say that? L-E-I-G-H. Lee. It's just Lee? Yeah. It's fucking L-E-E, dude. Learn <laughs> how to spell your name. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Lee Harris. Uh, say they want to bring their first project to the PC and iOS platforms. Of course, iOS platforms. Um, we grew up on games like Civilization, Transport Tycoon, and Lightspeed, Rohan said. These things have always held a special place in our hearts, and we've been hard at work on resurrecting the core concepts which drive them to share the thing we love with a new generation. The nostalgic crowd will certainly enjoy the titles this new studio comes out with, but I'm curious to see how the newer generation takes to new 16-bit titles. For the iOS, I see it as a natural fit, but the PC may be more of a struggle. Of course, with current titles like Minecraft taking the world by storm without needing bleeding-edge graphics, it just proves that great gameplay wins over great graphics for most people, as it should. (laughs) So, I do know this one dude, though. If the graphics aren't top-notch, he won't even play it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So it, it could be the greatest game of all time. He won't play it. That's so lame. I know. Hey, it's hey, like did you're did, fucking gay. Did you see Community with the 8-bit? Yes, I did. 
the theme song and the aphid that was awesome yeah, dude i was like oh, i can't believe this that was actually i haven't seen all three episodes yet <laughs> jesus <laughs> they came uh, back strong i know the last the last two which led to the season finale were really cool um yeah, i need to see them the chang dynasty was pretty cool and then the the finale was uh the finale was really good but uh i like the i liked when the the fake therapist or whatever was trying to convince them that they were in a mental institution oh yeah and the little flashbacks like the trampoline he's just jumping on a bed yeah i was laughing my ass off i was cracking it because they were going back all the way with all that extra stuff i was like oh my god that was so hilarious but that ape bit though i was that ape bit was nuts (laughs) i think i fell asleep halfway through it oh it was 11 it was 11 on a thursday it was past my bedtime dude (laughs) jesus exhausted oh We're not the only ones that like Community, by the way. Damn right. <laughs> Everyone's favorite redhead, Karen Gillan, also known as Amy Pond, uh, was introduced to the show when one of her flatmates told her that uh, they were parodying Doctor Who on the show with Inspector Spacetime. So um, thus watching the episode, she began to f- fall in love with the series. And actually, in an interview with BBC America, threw out a nod saying that she would be willing to come on the show at, uh, for Inspector Spacetime. And uh, during that, she mentioned that she's on Twitter, uh, Karen Gillan too, and uh, using the hashtag Amy Meets Abed. Wow. She uh, she threw out the that she would be very interested in coming on board uh, community to help uh, to uh, further the inspector space time. I thought that would be so awesome. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> that would be a cameo right there. Yeah, you, ratings would go through the roof with all the Doctor Who fans on there. <laughs> I like oh I like the beginning of a. Uh... One of the communities. It was the same one where they, they thought Abed was crazy. And he comes in as Inspector Space Time. Someone <laughs> needs to teach this cadet some interesting. <laughs> I was like, really, dude? And then the, the dude, the cop goes on about that fucking uh, pre, pre-Civil pre War brick or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> the cop is, like, I watched a lot of Antiques Roadshow. Oh. Oh. And I liked, oh, last thing I liked. Well, not the last thing I liked, but the last thing I'll say. Um. Because I don't care about this bitch I'm about to talk about. The when they said do your do your uh, your Draper impression and he just says cigarettes and Annie's like oh <laughs> I'm like really. <laughs> uh, speaking of dumb bitches, <laughs> the more and more I hear about this woman, the is the less and less I think she's an actual human being and just some construct somewhere. Um, made her faster, stronger. Gate 5 Studios claim uh, claim reports oh I'm sorry claim reporting recording there you go that was the word recording artist Beyonce Knowles backed out of a contractual deal for their now cancelled game Star Power Beyonce Uh, we probably dodged a bullet with this game not coming out thank god Uh, now the game developer is looking for a hundred million, dude. The New York the New York Post re- reports that the singer signed a twenty million dollar contract with Gate Five for the music game, but backed out without warning. Gate Five says not only did this cancel the game, but lead to seventy uh, employees being laid off. 
Beyonce's lawyers are saying she was in the right to back out of the deal because Game 5 hadn't secured funding for the game. The studio claims they were scheduled to sign with the financer on December 6, 2010 when Beyonce walked, which was like a couple of days after she took off. <laughs> so um, that's basically the thing. But like Beyonce Knowles has become so famous that she she does whatever the fuck she wants. Like this reminded me of when she had that kid of hers, and they they like reserved the entire floor. Yeah. So like, and then they were saying that parents who wanted to see their kids weren't allowed to see their kids because Beyonce Knowles was on that floor. They had to wait. I would have fucking, I would have broke some fucking necks, dude. Yeah, that's... Tell me I can't see my kid. So it's like she's become so famous now that she's, she doesn't have that I'm just a normal girl like you thing anymore. She's just (laughs) so above it. You know, she, I don't know. I never thought she was all that talented anyway. Just yet another fucking R&B singer. Everyone talks, everyone talks about, oh, look. She's so hot. She's so hot. Dime a dozen on the streets, dude. I don't think she's that it's, hot. She's not that hot. I I can see chicks. I see chicks like Beyonce every fucking day. Hmm. Every fucking day. You know? Strip nobody up. gives a fuck. Everything. Whatever, you know? <laughs> at my doorstep, motherfucker. At my doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Right. How does your wife feel about that? <laughs> She invites him over. Oh, huh. it's a weird, it's a weird situation, yeah, dude. It sounds like it you works know? well in your favor. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it? That's how you know it's bullshit. Yeah, it's working out in my favor. <laughs> Why don't we go into the new releases? Which, by the way, in the beginning of this podcast, we really pumped up the new releases. So I'm sure everyone's really excited. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This, huh. this, by the way, will probably be the last so, time we do to do the new releases like this. So Netflix, we got no. Yeah. <laughs> This is the last time we're going to just read you a list. So in Netflix streaming this week, we've got Drive, which depending depending (laughs) on who you listen to, either like it or will never watch that movie ever again. I've heard that movie was dope. I heard it was, and then I've heard other people go, it was silly. So who knows? But a classic, though. A silly silly movie's good. Yeah. We got a classic, though, Drugstore Cowboy. I never saw that one. Uh, That was Matt Dillon back in the day. Uh, Heckler, which is something from Jamie Kennedy. Uh, mm-hmm. The Border, Jack Nicholson. Uh, mm-hmm. American President, Michael mm-hmm. Douglas as the American President. Can't go wrong there. No. Uh, the Forgotten Bomb. <laughs> that must be the John Carter movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Land of the Dead and 2010, The Year We Made Contact, which is the sequel to 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yes, you already know. <laughs> You've been I've so never seen. I've never seen that one in the 2010. I've seen 2001, but I've never yeah. seen 2010. Yeah, well, I, I saw the actual year, but I never saw the movie. <laughs> you know. Just two just years saying. ago. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in <laughs> games this week. Anyways. Anyways. Mario Tennis Open's coming out for the 3DS, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The Mario Tennis series is the shit. Just keep it real. <laughs> they should have um, had that for launch of the 3DS. They should have had a lot of Mario <laughs> games for launch, but that might be a conversation we could talk about for another day. day. <laughs> um, 
Iron Front Liberation 1944 for the PC, Dragon's Dogma for the Xbox 360 and PS3, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier, ladies and gentlemen, Xbox 360 and PS3. I got into the closed beta for that. I didn't have time to play it. Bullshit. <laughs> um, Dirt Showdown. Fail. Yeah, I know. Dirt Showdown for the PC. Uh, Men in Black Alien Crisis for the uh-huh. 3DS, Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii. Basically Just trying every, to cash in. Every trying to bullshit. Yeah. Um, sorcery for PS3. That that actually that looks pretty good. Um, Eve Online Inferno for the PC. That's uh, another free expansion for Eve Online. Uh, the Hunger Games Adventures for PC. Adventures makes it sound too cheery. I know. It's kids like kids are dying, but adventures. <laughs> adventures. Yeah, it sounds like a Pokemon game. <laughs> so Alan Wake's American Nightmare for the PC. Um and Roller Coaster Tycoon three D. Roller Coaster Tycoon's the shit. It is. Um, yeah. for three for three D S. Alright, in theaters. Let's see if this movie will be able to knock the Avengers out of the first place spot. Yeah. Men in Black Three. Probably, probably, but I'm I'm saying probably. <laughs> uh, Chernobyl Diaries, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> that actually looks pretty good, dude. I don't know. It looks like a Blair Witch Project. It looks stuff. cheesy, but good cheesy. Because <laughs> I'm a little – when I see pictures of Chernobyl, I'm a little scared. The <laughs> place looks fucking creepy, dude. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom and uh, Battle Royale 3D. Oh, shit. Now it's on. Yeah. This shit just got real. (laughs) (laughs) In DVDs this week, you know you need to pick up Sherlock Series 2. Yes. Uh, Red Tails, Lethal Weapon, The Complete Collection, both wackos in this movie. (laughs) You get to see the entire (laughs) collection of both both gentlemen that lost their fucking minds. Uh, The Woman in Black. I'm supposed to retire. I hate Jews. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Glover, Glover went crazy. Yeah, he went. He went like Oliver Stone crazy. Oh no, shit. Yeah, like you know, you know, communism is the way, and blah blah blah. You know. Oh. Yeah, he went nutso. Uh, the Woman in Black, which is uh, the Daniel Radcliffe movie that he did after Harry Potter, and this means war. With Chris Pine. Movie, that was a good movie. That was a funny movie. I like to see the DVD to see the stuff that they cut out. It was a little. It was a little by the numbers, but it was good. But yeah, it was. Both of those guys. That's the thing is, is that uh, uh, the guy that plays Bane and I forgot his name. And uh, Chris, Bane and Kirk. Yeah, Bane and Kirk. Basically, is all you need to know. They had or a good. Shinzon and Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, they just had a good chemistry together. They were better than the fem- than. Reese Witherspoon and Chelsea Handler. You liked seeing them on screen more. Although Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> forgot how fucking hot she was, dude. Yeah, she still has a weird look looking head. Is that just me? I think that's or her just... face and her head is a little weird. It's like squarish. I, I don't know. That's just you. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm in a dark place right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in comics this week. Mm-hmm. Um, DC Comics, of course. Of course. Doesn't matter that it's alphabetical order. It's just first because it's first. All right. <laughs> Absolute Batman Dark Victory hardcover. Um, all, oh, if I don't say a number, it's number nine. All Star Western 
Aquaman, Batman Incorporated number one, bringing that back. Uh, Batman the Dark Knight, The Flash, The Fury of Firestorm, The Nuclear Men, uh, Green Lantern, New Guardians, I Vampire, Justice League Dark, The Savage Hawkman, Superman, Teen Titans, and Voodoo. Okay, Adam the yeah. Dark Queen. <laughs> Made it sexy. <laughs> Hey, you made it scary. That's what you did. You just late. You just turned off every DC. It's late. It's but, late. Yeah, yeah. Every this DC is up bars. all night. Up all night. <laughs> every DC bar is like, going, I'm not sure if I'm going to get that stuff this week. <laughs> <laughs> In the Marvel Universe, Amazing Spider-Man 686. We've got Astonishing X-Men 50, Captain America 12, Captain America and Hawkeye 631, Deadpool 55, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, 7 of 8, Fantastic Four, 606, Hulk, 52, Hulk Smash, Avengers, number 4 of 5, Journey into Mystery, 638, Marvel Universe, Ultimate Spider-Man, number 2, that's the uh, kitty one, uh, Marvel Zombies Destroy, number three of, or number 2 of, three, of 5, sorry, it's getting late, uh, Mighty mm-hmm. Thor, 14, Secret Avengers, 27, and Ultimate Comics, X-Men, 12. Why don't you, since you made the comment before, why don't you do Boom? Well, you know, Steve sometimes doesn't give Boom any love, but honestly, Boom doesn't come out with all that much. <laughs> um, Clive Barker's Hellraiser 14, Elric the Balance Lost number 10, Irredeemable 37, and Fanboys vs. Zombies, which actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> In Dark Horse, we've got Dark Horse Presents number 12, Guild Fox. Fox? Folks, number Fox. Fox, number one, one shot. Then why number? Mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, dude. Number one, it's a one shot. Why would you number it then? Uh, It's part of the fucking mystery, man. Mind management, number one. Orchid, Orchid, number seven. Rage more, number three. Resident Alien number one and Star Wars Darth Vader and the Ghost Prison number one of five. That just, sound, that just sounds like fun, yeah. doesn't it? That does. I'm gonna do dynamite. Dynamite. Dude, they took they took Black Dynamite off of um off of the uh, Netflix streaming. Yes. Netflix streaming pissed me off, dude. I know. Uh, I know. I'm glad I still have it on DVD. I don't. So Green Hornet number twenty five. Kevin Smith's The Bionic Man, number nine. Lord of the Jungle Annual, number one. Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World, number 25. Jeez, Jeez I know. <laughs> um, Vampirella, number 17. Oh. Warlords of Mars, uh, Deja Thoris. If you want to see um, John Carter in a much better form, go ahead and pick <laughs> this up. Number 12. What's going on in IDW, dude? In IDW, we've got Cobra 13, Godzilla number one. This is the new ongoing series uh, that takes place just after the the last uh, God of the God of the Monsters. Uh, Hero Comics 2012, 2012. Ah! Uh, Magic the Gathering number four of four, Smoke and Mirrors number three of five, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye number five, and True Blood number one. Ooh. Uh, uh, in image, we got Chu 26, Elephant Man 39, Near Death 8, No Place Like Home 4, Prophet 25, Rebel Blood 3 of 4, Thief of Thieves 2, <laughs> I don't know why that was weird, um, Witchblade 156, 
and Young Blood seventy one. Every time I see every time I see Young Bloods, I think of that old Patrick Swayze movie from like the eighties. I just think of um I think Rob Lowe was in that. I just think of how older black people talk to younger people. Young Sup, blood. young blood. <laughs> well, you know, like a gangster dude. Yeah. Or someone who fashioned himself to be a gangster. You know, <laughs> just 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 saying. Just saying. All right. Right into recommendations. Right into it, dude. Right into it. My recommendation this week is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Picked up the DVD this week, or the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Uh, really looks nice. Uh, really looks great on in Blu-ray. The two behind the scenes features that they have are really cool. One focuses on Tom Cruise doing all that stunt work outside of that building in Dubai on 108th floor. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, where he was literally out there himself. They showed the one shot where uh, Tom Cruise was supposed to fall and Jeremy Renner catches his foot. And they showed Jeremy Renner hanging outside the building with cables strapped to him, of course, holding on to Tom Cruise. And, and, I, and I remember old man dude goes, God, he really was holding him outside that? I go, well, come on. Tom Cruise is ha- literally hanging outside of this building. Jeremy Renner's probably going, you know what? I'll look like too much of a pussy. If I'm not yeah. halfway outside the building holding him. And yeah. he said, he goes, that building was tall. He goes, I mean, it was so tall that if I fell out, I could literally make some phone calls on the way down going, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, not much. I'm about to die. So what you up to? <laughs> yeah. um, remember then, that? Remember that bitch upstate? <laughs> remember that 20 you owe me? <laughs> You're going to have Give it to my Give it to my people. <laughs> But uh, they had some deleted scenes, which were cool. Uh, alternate opening. The only thing I was disappointed on was the fact that there was no audio commentary. But Brad uh, Brad Bird actually mentioned that early on that there wouldn't be a commentary. But uh, overall, kind of fail though. It dude. is, but he said he's just not into doing that, which is fine. But um, oh, just so you know, Avengers Blu-rays coming out September twenty fifth. Joss Whedon's going to do an audio commentary in there, too. Yeah, because he's not above it. Yeah. You know, he, he 30 minutes of deleted scenes. Oh, fucking A, New dude. featurette. Ooh, uh, new Marvel. Uh, yeah, they have a new Marvel one-shot in there. It's it's huge. You go to the website, lazygeeks.com, and uh, you'll be able to see all the specs on that. Yeah, I know, right? Jesus Christ. So anyway, I had a recommendation, too. Um, did you? The, yes, I did. <laughs> the Power A P- PS3 controller. So, like... I prefer the PlayStation as a system, but I prefer the Xbox controller. Yeah, so doesn't? basically what Powery did is they made a PlayStation controller that is shaped identically to the Xbox controller. Um, and I thought, I'd, you know, it's, it was 30 bucks for the wireless one. It's 20 bucks for the wired one. Um, the only downside, the wireless, it you can't charge it. It takes three AAAs. Whatever, but, you know. Um <laughs> So it's actually really solidly constructed. I was really surprised with this plants Markham City. Um, it was perfect. It doesn't feel exactly like an Xbox 360 controller, but after like five or ten minutes of playing, you won't even notice. Um, I like it. It's all black. The buttons glow red, which is you know it's cute. You don't really need it, right. but it's 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 cool. Um, you can't turn the system on with it. Like you, it comes with a little thing that plugs into the USB, so it can communicate with the PlayStation. Had no problem with you know lag or anything like that. 
but you can't turn the system on with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you, I know. You got to be old school and go turn your system on. Um, what the fuck? I got to get up? This is bullshit. <laughs> but uh, I really liked it. It was cool. So if you if you really, you know, if, if the one reason you don't play the PlayStation is because you can't stand the PlayStation controller, and believe me, I, I don't blame you, nah. um, check out this controller. So, you know, word. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> drops the mic. You do like Annie did at the uh, Starburns uh, memorial oh where she drops the God, mic. <laughs> dude. That was so funny. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like a steady boss, dude. Yeah. Uh, so this week's uh, topic, to code or not to code? Um, I actually brought this up to Adam because I, I read this last night and i thought i go oh that's kind of an interesting uh concept jeff atwood who's uh known for stack overflow had expressed his viewpoint that people shouldn't learn coding mostly because a lot of people are starting to learn about computer programming with uh new websites like uh codec academy and uh you know, sites basically dedicated to teaching people how to uh, basically learn, just essentially learn code. His whole concept was people should not learn to do it simply because uh, to if you're not going to be a programmer, it serves no point. And uh, mm-hmm. did you actually read? Did you read the article? Yes, I actually read the article, you dick. <laughs> I, did, um, I, I didn't mean to say actually. I was just going to say teach you. You're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I was actually – I was actually surprised that you picked something like this because this usually isn't your uh, – not expertise, but not your – usually not your cup of tea. Like you don't give a fuck about coding or anything. Um, it's not – I don't – it's not that I don't give a fuck. It's just I don't know if I could sit there and try to learn it. Like I don't listen. have that kind of attention span. I'm an expert on, on this topic. <laughs> okay. I'm a self-proclaimed expert on this topic. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, um, I, I get what he's trying to say, but I think telling – whenever you whenever you hear someone say you shouldn't learn something, you, you're almost – they're almost an instant idiot. Yeah. You know, you, you should – especially coding, which which seems like – a person who was into coding would be into the free flow of information. Right. So it, it's like it's not useful. Well, who gives a fuck? You know, it would be useful if you learned it because then you could use it for something. Yeah. But the you know, thing- I, I completely disagree with what he was saying. Yeah. Basically. The, the, it's funny, too, because like I um, I went to some of the other links. We were you can read the article on The Verge and uh, which is what we what were where we're basing it off of. And uh, and uh which is a cool site. I like Ver- The Verge. Yeah, it is cool. Um, but what one of the things that I, I was reading in some of the other ones is that when you read in the comment sections, the only ones that agree with him are programmers. You know? Yeah, because and, they don't want people to take their fucking jobs. For me, it's like like it says in the, like in this article, the guys basically state doesn't agree with at Atwood's uh, position here, basically saying that you know, because uh, like Atwood basically says that. Um, you know, um, he, he compares calling uh, the call to programs with the learning to learn plumbing. 
like saying that just um, falsely equates coding with the essential life skills of reading, writing, and math. And I I don't and basically the crutch of his argument is you know is that he's not distinct distinctioning between learning to code and becoming a programmer. Yeah. And for me, I, I you know, and yeah, the the guy in the the articles stated a, made a good point. Just because you learn to cook doesn't mean you're going to open your own restaurant. Exactly. Well, this is this is what I got from it, and and it's something that I've noticed with a lot of coders that I've known in my life. Coders have a thing that's similar to surgeons, where they have a kind of god complex in their realm, like they're because coders really. When you're in a project for a program or, or let's say a video game, the coder is the god. Right. You, you're the one that's that's creating the universe. Everyone else is just making it look pretty. You're you're really creating the backbone of the universe. So a lot of them get that kind of complex. So I'm not surprised that programmers were sitting there going, "I completely agree with," because they they're probably like, "No one could do what I do." Yeah. Like that kind of attitude, you know. But um. But you know, it's this the, the idea of sitting there saying like, no one can do what I do. Yeah, but you you don't repair a human heart, exactly. you know. And and I think people that know coding versus being a programmer know the difference. Like I know that I I know how to get into a computer and upgrade certain things that I need to upgrade. But I I wouldn't go and apply for a job to you know, you know to actually do be a technician on computers. Yeah, and I think that that equates to that, and that's something I've always stressed to people. It's like you you have a car, right? You should know how to do a tune-up on your car. You should know how to change a tire. You should know how to change your oil and your spark plugs. That doesn't mean you should go to auto mechanic school, right? You know, and it's the same thing with a computer. You should know how to defrag your drive or reinstall your operating system or all that. Get rid of a virus, you know, all that bullshit. Yeah. Or install Linux and not have to worry about any of that shit. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. Um, but the problem is, is that most people aren't like that. But the whole – I just think it's really stupid because I do agree that there are certain people who are coders because they're, they're, they're tailored for that. Their personality yeah. and they have a lot of focus and stuff. And not everybody can be a, a professional programmer and stuff like that because it does it's a lot of math and it's a lot of bullshit but um i know i wouldn't be doing it so but do i think that you shouldn't learn it well that doesn't make any sense yeah because one thing i mean how do you know you're not going to be good at it yeah exactly you know i mean like my brother-in-law he can rebuild a car engine but he's not a mechanic he works for at&t but he can rebuild it He's just a boss. Yeah, he just he just does it on the side. He doesn't go own a garage. He doesn't sit there and you know like yeah I can do that for you. You know, it, it, granted, granted, he is a Mexican. You know, so they. <laughs> my brother-in-law. I mean, no, my brother-in-law's white. Holy shit! Yeah, a white person that works hard. Yeah, people breaking the mold nowadays. You I know, know right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I was racist twice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, and and. and yeah, the reason I, I picked this article was because I saw it and I was like, going, oh, what's this all this shit about? So I read it and I, I just – the flaw of – it's kind of that almost elitist mentality. Like, yeah. the, like there's a current one about the guy that co-founded PayPal. He's telling people, kids, you know, he's like, you know, a college degree doesn't guarantee you're going to end up with a good job. So, of course – 
who's bitching about it? College professors are mm-hmm. sitting there saying, oh, well, that's not true. He's just – he's advocating kids to drop out of college. It's like, yeah, he's advocating – he's not advocating. it. He's just saying that look at how many of the kids that are unemployed right now. Most of them have college degrees, and you know the jobless rate for college-educated kids is high. So it's like, no, he's not advocating it. You know, some people get lucky. Yeah. He's point. He's pointing out a fact. Yeah, and I I think that you know this whole idea that oh you shouldn't do this because you know we say so. It's like, well, who the fuck are you to tell? And tell people that they shouldn't learn coding just because they want to broaden their horizons. Yeah, and especially in in today's world. Yeah, computers. Saying are- that you Thanks. saying that you shouldn't learn anything is retarded. Like you you should be able to learn whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I mean, you know, to just sit there and say you shouldn't learn programming even though computers dominate our lifestyle. Right now, I'm I have two laptops in front of me, my smartphone to my <laughs> to my right. Yeah, it's just like all running code. Yeah, you know, but it's this. It's like I look at it and I'm just like I, – I, I saw that and I just – you know, I was like going, okay, this person doesn't cannot differentiate between being a programmer or somebody who – and I guess it might be the, the idea that, well, nobody wants to learn code. You know, so yeah. you should only be a programmer if you want to learn code. But how does a programmer know they want to be a programmer unless they try to fuck with code? Exactly. Do some Ruby on Rails bullshit, you know, and see what happens. <laughs> um, my official stance on it is that if – what is my official stance? It's just that I fucking – I get irritated with this elitist bullshit. You know, and it, it's – I think – I don't think you're required to learn code to run your computer. Hmm. Um, it's one of those things like you're not required to know how to rewire your electrical system in your car to drive a fucking car. Yeah. But um, I do think people should know what coding is yeah. and how it's used and stuff like that. But that's just a perfect world type bullshit. But And then to know to always drop in a backdoor to any program that you're writing. You just write backdoor. You yeah. just write backdoor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was either for if I ever coded my own, like made my own program, I would do that. I would make a backdoor. You just type backdoor. I would backdoor. <laughs> yeah. And then the response would be, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, they were saying that, uh, like the passive person, like a person would go, you know, oh hey, the they, they kept using that plumbing analogy, like you don't have to be an expert to know that you have a problem. But depending on how well your expertise is determines on whether you're going to call an actual plumber to do it or do something simple as change a washer. Yeah, but when the hell would I ever call some someone who knows how to code to fix something on my computer? Yeah, I mean you don't. You either – you know the, you, you don't need to code unless before, – Before coding, there isn't anything to fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so – I don't know. It's it, it's weird because yeah, I understand what he's saying, but coding is kind of in its own little realm, you know. And you kind of can't you can't use a plumbing analogy. You can't even use my car analogy that I keep using either, yeah. because that means that something had to have had existed before the code, and that's not the way it is. The code's the the beginning. <laughs> it's the alpha and the omega <laughs> of the program. Well, it's funny in this in the, the Verge article they put they put in a response on uh, GitHub, and the the person wrote, "If you don't if you don't know how to program, you filter out all the parts of the world that 
that involve programming. Yes, I can, quote, see the code, end quote, behind the phone and know that poor memory management, not the mercutial gods, uh, favor of the gods caused my app to crash hard. But this is only because I understand programming. I am uh, I am only able to function in the digital wasteland of convenience and not be dragged along sipping a Slurpee because my search space for problem solving and perception has been expanded by my learning of code. Face. Like that <laughs> That whole response was just big, big fucking pimping, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I read that too. I was like, ugh. <laughs> it kind of turned me on a little bit, to be honest know, with you. But... It's like basically saying, yes, seeing the code. Yeah, it's like we're not in the fucking Matrix. Right? <laughs> it's I, like, I can... He just want if if you if you try to dispute his claim, he just puts his hand up and goes, no. <laughs> and nothing happens. But, you know, he does it. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, but, yeah, I was just... I. I Plus, I thought, you know, I, I thought that would be a good article for you because, you know, you don't talk about coding all that much. Well, I have – there was a time and a recent time that I, I wanted to There was to a time. In, there was a time <laughs> that I wanted to get into coding, and I started to dive in it, and I realized it's, it's not really the way I want to go. It, it requires a level of patience and a level of focus that I don't – possess like I, I i'm starting to find out that i'm more into administration and stuff like that and fixing things i don't i don't i don't really want to create things i want to fix things like I've, I've always i don't know i just feel like that's more my fit but i do still think stuff like this is interesting and i think it's interesting when people tell me i should i almost want to go learn coding now just because just schmuck balls told me i couldn't <laughs> <laughs> it's like when your dad, you know, it's like when your mom goes, you know, I don't want you seeing that girl anymore. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I'm going to fuck her tonight. <laughs> I'm going to fuck her. I'm going to fuck her sister. And I'm, I'm going to fuck, fuck her mom. I'm going to fuck her in your bed, mom. <laughs> while you're laying in it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm crazy. <laughs> That's why dad left you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like how bad can i make it jeez uh, uh so i guess that's a perfect uh perfect segue not the comment that you just made but the topic we were talking about to go into our douchebags you loved it <laughs> all right so my number three douchebag is uh dc substitute comics on subscriptions so if you happen to have those subscriptions where they send you comics with DC. This article may pertain to you. This is one of those decisions that makes you think twice about how some companies manage to do business. Or are they letting you in on something that they're planning to do? In either case, the customer is the one that gets screwed in the end. Now, many people out there still do subscriptions to comics. It's a convenient way to get your titles, especially if you don't live if you don't have a comic retailer close by. Well, DC Comics has decided to take away some of the items that you're paying for. Uh, earlier this week, Bleeding Cool received information that people subscribed that subscribed to Aquaman, Justice League Dark, Swamp Thing, and Justice League International were told they will stop receiving those comics at issue 10. Especially since Justice League International was being canceled, it seems that people will miss out on the final two issues of that title. That isn't nice. the crazy part. DC Comics has taken it upon themselves to replace it with titles they think you would like. 
you know, like the top stories on Facebook thinks that the top two, the top stories that Facebook thinks is important to you. Justice League International will be um, will begin receiving Superman. <laughs> Subscribers to Aquaman will be switched to the Justice League and pocket hmm. the difference in price. The Justice League Dark subscribers will bizarrely receive, be switched to Batman the Dark Knight. That the, makes plenty of sense. Yeah. That move is a bit crazy since Aquaman is a top seller. Swamp Thing subscribers will be get, receiving Batman. There is There, has, uh, there hasn't been ex, um, explanation from DC as to why they're doing such a thing. Most importantly, why would they stop shipping a title you paid for to something that you didn't ask for to begin with. I mean, if you really wanted that title, you would have signed up, actually signed up for that title when you subscribed to it, right? Unless, unless this is yet another push for digital distribution again. I know. It's just... But I don't. I doubt that too. So, see, what I don't get is, and going back to Aquaman, that is a pretty big seller on, on DC Camp. So why is that being chosen for this no fucking yeah. shipping thing? It's weird. And then switching it to Justice League. I mean, yeah, he's part of the Justice League, but I think that you may want the actual title alone. You know, it's well. All I know is I'm gonna throw in a little personal plug. Um, if you go to New England Comics, baby, they'll fucking ship any comic you want. That's true. And not just you know, well, yeah, just just New England Comics does it. Fuck it, nobody else does it. Why not? <laughs> um, I'm telling you know, and, and you know other other comic book stores and stuff will ship you comics you know you don't always have to go to marvel to get them shipped or dc a lot of times you get them for cheaper like they'll fucking jack them up the dc and marvel yeah for those guys yeah for paying for a year they'll they'll jack it but um yeah i mean you can go to that uh collector's paradise here is willing to give my credit card number and they'll be able they'll ship you whatever the fuck you want uh but (laughs) i'm sure they will (laughs) okay so you live next to that high school right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my second douchebag what an option Verizon Uh, Verizon we we see a trend this week with Verizon so a day after Verizon stated that they're doing away with the 3G unlimited data plans for all Verizon customers it seems that Verizon has backtracked but not really Verizon just made a douchebag move which would have garnered more respect if they simply stood their ground I guess trying uh, to beat the curve when they announced that any customer that upgrades to a 4G phone starting this summer will give up their grandfathered unlimited data plan. They announced uh, the day after, which was the 18th, that uh, (laughs) – this is is just hilarious – that you can keep it after all. However, you need to keep what you currently have. Quote, if, if a 3G or 4G smartphone customer is on an unlimited plan now, they do not want to change their plan. They don't have to do so, Verizon spokesperson uh, wrote to CNET in an email. But when we in- introduce our new shared data plans, unlimited data will no longer be available to customers when purchasing handsets at a discounted price i.e. signing new contracts. In plain English, that means if you want to renew your contract for two more years, but you don't want um, you don't you cannot but you cannot upgrade your phone. And I mean you can upgrade the device if you want to pay full retail. For example, the Droid Razer Max costs one ninety nine with the new contract, but the full retail price is six forty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You would have to pay four hundred and fifty dollars more to keep a, your thirty dollar plan. Seem fair? 
I would have I would have had more respect for Verizon if they said this is the law of the Verizon land and that is it. However, they felt the need to placate some people by doing so to make it's so stupidly obvious that no one will keep their original option. I guess Verizon believes in keeping the illusion of an option instead of having some balls and saying you can't have that plan anymore. <laughs> yeah, Verizon is uh, that was on a, a slow descent into mm. hellish behavior. In a slow descent to 18 Tedum. Oh, shit. Yeah. Don't You still have Verizon, don't you? Yeah, I know. Thinking about making a switch, homie. Well, depending on when they do, my my contract's supposed to be up in June, so they said midsummer, so maybe I can skirt it and get that switch before they, <laughs> before I get, yeah. maybe I can get that two year plan. Because they still, I mean, Verizon still has the best network, yeah. But they're making you jump through them fucking hoops nowadays to get to use it. And I mean, I can't go to Sprint because Sprint doesn't really have. They claim yeah, unlimited 4G, but they don't really have great 4G coverage. No. When you're connected to it, it's the shit. Yeah. But you can't find it half of the time. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of somebody who couldn't find something. <laughs> last week in Ramsey, Minnesota, uh, police say Alan Petrusen tied himself to a tree, put a blindfold on, exposed his genitalia. And waited for anonymous sex near a public park. Wow. Yeah. Right? Quote, it's the weirdest thing I've heard I've heard of out there. Ramsey Police Chief James Way told the Huffington Post. We have had reports of sexual activity out there though. Way also said his skept he's skeptical. Skip. Oh my God, I'm so tired. He's skeptical. Don't worry, folks. We're going to be recording this a few hours early next time. Um, of Petrusian's uh, assertion that he was just sleeping. The dude said he tied himself to a tree, but he was just sleeping, sleeping. with his snoozing, baby. With his junk out. Right. I'm just snoozing until somebody wants to come up and put their lips on it. Um, I don't believe I don't believe that he said. That's up to a judge and or jury to determine if it gets that far. Uh, Way said Petrushin faces charges of indecent exposure, lewd contact, and trespassing since the tree he was allegedly tied to was not on park property. A park visitor who spoke to CBS Minnesota was none too pleased to hear <laughs> <laughs> that the park is being used for public sex. Really? I really do. <laughs> this is the quote's hilarious. I really do not appreciate in your face type behavior like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she balls said. In, balls in your face, bitch. Come on, place them on your chin. Place them on your chin. <laughs> so the the Coon the Coon Rapids Herald that's that's almost racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reported that the park has seen a share of unseemly unseemly incidents, including when a man reading a book in his car was disturbed by a man reaching into his window. Oh no. Um <laughs> so he can fucking lose that arm, homie, <laughs> reaching in my car. Um so yeah, you know, let's tie myself to a tree and just wait for someone to pass by and start sucking me off. I, I guess, I guess that works. It's in it's, crazy land. Yeah. Next, next on the douchebag list, um, boy finds a piece of finger in RB sandwich. Obviously, the boy's not the Jack, 
<laughs> jackass, the douchebag. <laughs> um, is in Jackson, uh, Michigan. A Michigan teen made a grisly discovery after biting into an Arby's Junior roast beef sandwich. Ryan Hart said he had nearly polished off his sandwich. And they, they polished off. I like that. I just like <laughs> when people say that. Uh, polished off his sandwich last Friday when he put when he bit into something tough to chew that tasted like rubber. So he spit it out. Turns out it tasted turns out it tasted like finger. <laughs> Who wrote this article? <laughs> uh, the fleshy pad of an unfortunate employee's finger. Apparently, I was like. That has to be a finger, Hart, 14, told the Jackson uh, Citizen Patriot on Wednesday. I was about to puke. It was just nasty. <laughs> well, short and concise. <laughs> short and concise, right. you know. I was like, that has to be a finger. Um, <laughs> the employee apparently cut her finger on a meat slicer oh. and left her station without immediately telling anyone. What a bitch. Said you, Steve. How, what did you not like? Yeah, oh damn it! I hate when that happens. You walk to the bathroom or something. Just the third time this week. <laughs> damn it! I only got two left. Yeah. The envi- the environmental health director for Jackson County Health Department, Steve Hall, um, yeah, said that she cut the finger off, but she didn't immediately tell anyone. Her co-worker, I read that backwards, her co-worker continued filling orders before they became aware of what happened. Wow. wow. Yeah, because they cut that shit in the back, dude. Yeah. In the back of the restaurant. Um, John Gray, a spokesman from, and they, yeah, they, I don't even have to read this shit. Um, basically, Arby's, what the fuck, dude? Um, that's pretty fucking gross. Like, it'd be one thing. Like, when I first read it, I was like, oh, the meat came from, like, a factory or a warehouse. Yeah, but, you know, but when you find out that they're cutting it in the back, dude, you're like, come on. Come on. The, like, the employee, what did the employee do? I'm like, sorry, but if I cut my finger off, I'm telling everybody I'm right t- fucking there. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Where's my fucking finger? Oh, Workers cop. Workers cop. 2012. <laughs> Let's burn this motherfucker down before my finger. You know, because instinctively you want to find your finger, right? Yeah, you want to find your finger to put it on ice or whatever. You know, I mean, unless this person was a former shop teacher, you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This person's a fucking special motherfucker. And I go, oh, damn. I'm going to go to the restroom. Uh, My finger keeps bleeding. (laughs) I can't figure out why. They did it on purpose purpose for the workers' cops. I know, right? Oh, my God. Nobody believe me if I don't do it. Give me that workers' cop, bitches. I want some free money, bitches. All right, so my douchebag of the week. Ah, Dell. <laughs> the title of this article on the website is Dell and Misogyny Go Hand in Hand. <laughs> in this day and age, you think misogynistic humor would be relegated to guys' locker rooms, strip clubs, and the occasional round of Halo multiplayer gameplay. Yeah. Apparently, Dell thinks it belongs at a partner event that was held in Copenhagen in mid-April. The douche, I'm sorry, Danish, inspirational speaker. And by the way, it's actually written like that in the article. <laughs> douche is crossed out, and then Danish is replacing the word. The, quote, inspirational speaker, end quote, Mads Christensen. That, it's in the name. Mads? 
Right. Uh, who was known for his sexist humor was emceeing the event, which He's had emceeing the event. Oh. Yeah, which had Michael Dell there, according to the Danish blogger Kristen v- Veil. I don't know how the Danish pronounced Vigil? I, I kind of want to say that, but it sounds like more Spanish than... Call Ikea. Call Ikea. Call Ikea and find out, yeah. Figure this shit out. <laughs> uh, made some offhanded comments like, the IT business is one of the last frontiers that manages to keep women out. The quota of wen- women to men is in your business is sound and healthy. According oh. to Wired. Zing! <laughs> what are we, what are we watching? An episode of Mad Men or what? Jesus. He later asked all the men in attendance uh, of the event to go home and say, shut up, bitch. I'm sure that went over. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> You're probably thinking, since this event was held in mid-May, why are we only hearing about it now? Well, it took until then for the, an English version of the account to make it to Reddit. Of course. God bless Reddit. The English-speaking women yeah. to read it. Yes. Uh, quote, Matt Christensen made a number of inappropriate and insensitive remarks about women. Dell sincerely apologizes for these comments. Dell wrote on Monday in a post on its Google Plus account. Google Plus, uh-huh. place where no one goes. Didn't even go to Facebook. I know. Didn't even go to Facebook. You know what, though? Actually, Google Plus, if there's one social network like social gatherings at work on Google Plus, it's the it's the geeky tech crowd. Yeah. Like that's the only people that use Google Plus. That's true, that's true. Quote, going forward we are, we will be more careful in selecting speakers at Dell events, end quote. We'll be more careful at what gets translated. Yeah, exactly. There are two things wrong with this whole situation. One, the person that booked Christensen in the first place should be fired. Two yeah. Why did Dell wait until the English version of the story came out to uh, came to light to apologize? Was it a case of hoping no one would translate it so they wouldn't have to acknowledge it? Sounds like a round of uh, if we pretend it didn't happen, it'll go away. The sad part is that I think I take Dell's apology as a okay, we admit it. If truly, if Dell truly was sorry for the incident, they would have gotten out ahead of the story and admit the problem. Hell, yes. make a Danish special a special Danish announcement. So it looks like you actually gave a damn. In the end, we can all agree that Christensen is a douchebag here, but Dell is just as big as Mads. Yeah, because if they would have made a Danish apology and then this got translated to English, they go, yeah, but look at the apology. Yeah, but then yeah, but Dell. And then no one would have cared. Yeah, but now you're just like looking like now you just like extra douche, dude. Yeah. Or Danish. Oh. 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 We know this. the comments made here do not reflect our opinion of the Danish people. Fuck the Danish! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the fucking uh, epic. epic. Still a surprise for me. Epic. So SCEA President Jack Tretton. <laughs> has you publicly, you he's on the wrong side of this. I know. <laughs> has publicly and personally opposed... The ban of used video games, uh, saying he, quote, thinks it would be anti-consumer, which it is anti-consumer. This is a pretty big deal due to the position of Mr. Tretton. Um, this all comes up, this all comes up with the recent idea some game companies are supporting to ban the secondhand sales of video games. Analyst Michael Pactor, who I quote almost on a weekly basis, <laughs> had a discussion with Tretton on this subject at a pre-E3 meeting. 
Uh, Trenton told me that, for the record, he's completely opposed to blocking used video games, Pactor claimed. Trenton also added that maybe Japan thinks differently. That's a quote. Um, meaning he isn't speaking to Sony for he isn't speaking for Sony as a whole since the controlling PlayStation division in Tokyo is still considering anti-pre-owned technologies for the PlayStation 4. That, by the way, is is kind of a rumor. Sony, I didn't put rumor, but um, Sony people are saying that the PlayStation 4 might have something. I highly fucking doubt it. Yeah. Um, talk about anti-consumer. Um, yeah, Sony Amazon, doesn't need that right now. I know. <laughs> Analysts, none of them need that, to be honest. <laughs> Analyst Michael Pachter also commented on rumors of next-gen pre-owned cleansing as the dumbest rumor I've ever heard. There goes uh, Pachter, who's one of the biggest analysts in the industry, basically confirming what I just said. Um, or am I confirming what he just said? Mm. Depends on who you trust. Um, I'd say you're confirming what he just said. Nice. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, the back and forth on this issue is pretty um, tremendous. I used a big word. Ooh. Pretty tremendous lately. How and many times did you have to spell it? Oh, the computer spelled it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's amazing to see such a high-level executive personally oppose something that a large chunk of the industry supports. Trenton is known for talking out of turn and getting himself into trouble, but this time I'm sure many of his customers will rally behind him. And um, I'm rallying behind him because I think the ban of uh, used video game sales is fucking petty. And yeah. it's just it's just some game developer woke up one day and said, hey, we can make more money out of these people if we do it this way. It's and the... everyone's following the bus. you know. Yeah, well, that's one of the things. Like, uh, I had a conversation with an uh, old man dude about that, and I was saying the problem that they have with, with pre-owned games is the fact that people are selling them back, that they're not holding on to these games. And the biggest problem – or and they, so obviously they're saying, oh, well, pre-owned games, that's the reason why we're not making as much money. No, it's your content. It's the same mistake that, that music – moguls and movie uh movie studios use oh piracy is the reason why we're we're not getting the millions of dollars we used used to get as so that has to be the issue so gamestop and all of that is you know because remember it was all piracy before now suddenly it's all it's all um it's all like uh pre-owned video games because oh well piracy really didn't seem to we put in all this drm stuff and does nothing really seems to be stopping that? So it must be GameStop and places like that. No, it's your content. Sixty dollars for a game, you know, is still high. Yeah, because to them, you 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 buy a game for sixty bucks. Okay, let's take. Uh, I don't want to pick a game I like. <laughs> <laughs> let's take Mass Effect Three. Why not? And I like the Mass Effect series. Um, you have day one, day one DLCs. And you got a steady schedule of DLCs coming out. Now, if that person buys it, buys the game, and they go, ah, fuck DLC, I'm, I'm going to trade it in because I want to get something else. Well, if they had the game with them, they, they're saying, oh, well, we're missing out on DLC revenue because they don't have the game anymore. But that boils down to make a better game that they won't want to give up. Yeah. You know, because well, there, there are games I wouldn't trade in if I had them. <laughs> well, there's all, there's also another reason, and I was talking to a guy at work about this, was what pissed me off and what really started to get me to not buy games day one release was L.A. Noir, And I liked the game. 
think the game is amazing. But yeah. the fact that less than four months later they came out with a complete edition which had all the DLC on it. Mm-hmm. So why the hell should I spend? And it was discounted. So why should I spend sixty bucks for an incomplete game when I can wait? Look at Bat. Um, look at Arkham City. Like yeah. it's not even six months later they're going to release a game of the year edition with the new Harley Quinn, uh, Harley Quinn's Revenge DLC. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would I bother spending all that money? It, it's you guys are shooting yourselves in the foot. And it's it's just that whole mentality of, oh, it's not our fault. We don't make mistakes. It has to be something else. And and I think uh, I, I think a lot of it and this the, the guy that I worked with was a video game tester. And he's you know, he worked for EA and he worked for a bunch of those um, game uh, companies. And he says, yeah, he goes, I don't buy games day one anymore. He goes, because it's just so quickly their game of the year editions come out or the greatest hits or whatever. He goes, I don't I don't need to buy those anymore right off the bat. And it's the smarter way to do it. Like this, That's kind of how I do it too, mostly because I'm broke. But I think I'm going <laughs> to keep doing it even when I have some money. Um, is be behind. Be a little yeah. bit behind on your game because then you can pick up the game of the year editions and and the complete editions for cheaper than you would on day one. Yeah, you know, and 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 you can all you always will know that a that a cert, there's always certain games that will have a complete edition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so like what was another game? Um, <sighs> Red Dead Redemption. Yes. That came out with a complete edition, which was ten dollars cheaper than. Yeah, and it had the zombie. Yeah, yeah it had everything. Yeah. You know, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right, so uh, got a site comment this week from Arbright talking about my Daredevil goes to jail in Latveria. Uh, he's talking about Mark Wade. Uh, Wade, though, a good writer, writes a terrible Doctor Doom. His last run with him had Doom turning his old flame, Valeria, uh, into a magical suit of leather armor in a bloody ritual. Wade sticks to his guns in insisting that Doom would eat babies to prove his superiority to Richards. So, yeah, he's Wade is... Wade is a good writer, but he is really inconsistent. But yeah, we'll see what happens when he uh, with this particular uh, <laughs> with this particular Doctor Doom. So quote of the week. Um, <laughs> my quote of the week came from uh, a guy at my uh, that I'm currently working with. He's uh, a manager in training. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said that his buddy. Uh, was getting into an argument at a bar, and the guy was just being belligerent, and he's, you know, and kept saying, "You know who I am? You know who the fuck I am?" Because if I really wanted to know more about you, I would fuck your girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at, I was like, "Damn!" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, almost threw a punch, <laughs> almost threw his punch, but his buddies are stopping him and like, "Come on, man, let's let's go." You could have made it worse and said, and if I really wanted to know more about you, I'd fuck your mom again. <laughs> uh, the again is what will throw the punch. Yeah. The again. <laughs> the again, yeah. Yeah. My favorite, um, my favorite is that, that picture that, you, you know, when a bully tells you where's your lunch money, I left it on your mom's dresser. Nice. I'm going <laughs> to tell my kids, too. I'm going to say that shit. Watch. <laughs> so my quote is actually from Jim Carrey. It's kind of an older quote, but I, I came across it. And it just fits with me and my wife. 
because <laughs> I think my wife, my wife's gonna go cross-eyed one of these days because she rolls her eyes so fucking much <laughs> when I talk. Um, so it's oh shit, where'd the quote go? Oh, behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. <laughs> that's really that's true. It is. You know, it's yeah. it's very true because men talk a lot of shit. Yeah, and I'll be in the I'll be in the house like no one telling me what the fuck to do. I'm a grown ass motherfucking man, baby. And my wife's in the sidelines like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I hear him go, man, I got I I can do what I want. And like, yeah, well, my wife said I got to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not allowed to come out and play today. <laughs> yeah, kicking dirt as you're walking by. <laughs> <laughs> All pissed off. I gotta go because only a ten minutes. No, nah, I wasn't. It was something bad. <laughs> it's not. It's see, wives don't tell you you I've can't go out. Dark. I gotta go. Yeah. Wives don't tell you you can't go out. They fill your schedule with fucking shit. That's the problem. So you're like, I was gonna come over, but I forgot I had to go do this fucking bullshit. Damn it! I forgot I had to go to fucking uh, Bed Bath and Beyond with my wife to pick up candles. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know why? Why are you scheduling me for this pussy shit? Ah, I'm a burn bed bath. I'm a burn burn bed bath and beyond. That's gonna be the greatest smelling fire ever. I had to go to bed bath beyond. The new bath mats are in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, well, that uh, brings us to the close of our show. So before we head out, we want to remind you all that you can read more about these and other stories on our website, thelazygeeks.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Like I said earlier, you can go ahead and uh, you can stream our podcast on our our Facebook page because you know that's the center of your universe. That's right. Yeah. And uh, you can add us to your circle in Google+, which is actually filling up. I'm surprised on actually how many people are. I told you there's there's people on Google Plus. Yeah. I don't even think they realize it. <laughs> they're and not. They, they're like, well, I was just checking my Gmail. What the fuck? What is this Google Plus? Google Plus You can follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks or Lazy underscore Nomad, and you can follow uh, Adam over there at Lazy underscore Sapien. You can even g- email us at thelazygeeks at gmail dot com. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash thelazygeeks, one word. And the Lazy Geeks theme was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. Oh, and um, uh, nothing official yet, but I'll probably make a note. But we actually might have a new contributor joining our ranks next this coming oh, yeah. week. So, so uh, once we get all that information, we'll probably have that for you next week. Does he, does he listen to the podcast or just read the website? He mostly reads the website. He hadn't even. Uh, he said that he hadn't uh, listened to the podcast yet, and I told him we haven't hold that. We won't hold that against you because we barely oh, so, do. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so I could talk steady shit right now. <laughs> you know what's funny is the podcast is so dramatically different than the website. Well, yeah, like, like it's, it's, the website is always so like clear and and this is what we think and da 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 da. The fucking podcast is I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It is funny because over there we're like, oh, yeah, no, you guys have a good side. I like it. You know, very, you know, informative. You come onto the podcast. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you come onto the podcast and you're like, oh, that's not. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> Who's writing for that? <laughs> oh, my. I know. George, the guy's rolling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sexiest voice in the world. Of course. Uh, the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod, so it's about time for us I to check out. I am immortal. 
<laughs> Be sure to comment on this or any podcast using either iTunes or the website thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. Be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Oh, oh, oh.